We are what we always were in Salem, but now the little crazy children are jangling the keys of the kingdom and common vengeance. Oh, gosh, this is a lot. Yeah. You just, how about you just slow it down? Cause I can't slow it down because then it takes too long. We are what we always were in Salem, but now the little crazy children are jangling the keys of the kingdom and common vengeance writes the law. Good job. Okay. have here. It's the Fire the Cannon podcast audience, and we're the Fire the Cannon podcast crew. My name's Rachel. <laughs> no, okay. Welcome to Fire. That's fine. <laughs> I kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I will. Yeah, but I think you need to accuse them a little more. I'll accuse everyone. How about that? Yeah. Well, 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 look who we have here. J'accuse. Of listening to the Fire the Cannon podcast. That's not how you say my name. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm accusing the audience right now. <laughs> it sounds like you tried to say Jackie's name, but you sneezed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I accuse this podcast of being a podcast where we read the works of the Western Canon and decide if they belong or not. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This is a witch That's hunt. vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> and I accuse myself of being one of your hosts, Rachel, a.k.a. a mystical poppet. Now, I accuse Jackie Uh of being another host. What say you to that? I'm a devil's bitch. (laughs) I'm not a host at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we should definitely let people know that's a quote from the book. (laughs) I made a mistake in calling my Zoom name that because I didn't know that we were going to be accusing each other of witchcraft, and I really set myself up for some accusations there. (laughs) Yeah, right. You really did. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I would like to point the finger at all of you. Okay. Listening. Oh, them. That's good. Oh, for being amazing. Give it up for the listeners, guys. Woo-hoo. No defense. <laughs> okay. No contest. You guys win. Now, Theo, I accuse you of not having made yourself a Zoom name. Well, I'm Theo. I'm the producer. I'm also the frog soup from the previous episode. <gasps> Yay! He did he it. learned something. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you the soup or are you the frog? It says the frog soup. I'm the frog soup from the previous episode. So you are the frog and you're the soup. Like you're... He's the soup. I'm the soup. After the frog has entered. Oh, it's so hard to understand about me being soup. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> it's not about being hard to understand, Theo. It's about you being a devilish frog inside the soup. A devilish frog? I accuse you of willfully misunderstanding my Zoom name. <laughs> I, a devil's bitch, have so much more integrity than that. <laughs> if you're convicted, the punishment is death. So... Be careful. <laughs> Should I call myself something without a cuss word in it? Because um, I don't want my mom to. Yeah, I, I don't want care. My mom to, I want my mom to. Does your mom listen? No. <laughs> then you're fine. <laughs> but what if this is the very first one she ever listens to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I don't want Nell to, to hate me. She likes it. She's a little bit saucy. <laughs> yeah. She liked the whole wanking thing from that other episode. Really? <laughs> the wanking thing? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds really sad about it. Hey, guys, I broke up with the devil. Do you want to hear my new name? Yeah. I'm a mouse no more. That's nice. Yeah, isn't that nice? It is. I accuse you of waffling on your Zoom name. <laughs> I accuse... Should we mention that this is a special episode where we accuse each other of lots of things? I think that's made itself 
abundantly clear. <laughs> Should we explain why we're doing it? Oh, but there's something. Okay. Can I just go ahead and accuse this podcast of doing April Fool's all wrong? Can we just go ahead and say on this yeah, episode? I have been saying that for forever. I'm mad at Rachel about that. Don't say you're mad. Say you accuse her. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. Well, <laughs> you don't give a fuck? Yeah, Theo sounds, he can't believe that I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's like, don't say you're mad. What? I always give a fuck. How are you able to not? <laughs> Here's what we should have done. At the end of the Itkins episode, we should have said, instead of, hey, that sounds like a great miniseries, God, right? Yeah. yeah, we should have said, happy April Fool's. This isn't happening. Eh, clearly nobody's that concerned yet. Well, they don't know that they've been tricked. I still think that the ball's going to drop at some point. No, I'm going to tell them right now. <laughs> you've been tricked. You are all April Fool's. <laughs> I know you all believe that. If you haven't listened to our Igkins trailer because you were like, I don't need to hear the trailer because I'll just wait for the episode. Now that you know it's an April Fool's joke, go back and listen. Yeah. It's funny. It's really funny now that you know it's a joke. No, this is the most backwards April Fool's joke I've ever... <sighs> hey, now that you know that it's fake, why don't you go back and experience it? Yeah. Poppins don't know anything, do they, Frog Soup? They know things. Yeah. So just to make it explicitly clear, the Igkins trailer was an April Fool's joke. I accuse you all of being fools. Still is. Oh, yeah. It still is an April Fool's joke for three <laughs> more days. And after that, it's just a, just a passing memory. thing we shouldn't have done. <laughs> shouldn't have done. It was good. It was funny. Oh, it was fun. fun. I have an idea. I think we should dunk on the audience less. That's my idea. I accuse you of having a good idea. Uh, Im- impossible. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I just said Jackie had a good idea. I accuse myself of changing my ways. I accuse myself of being <laughs> astonished. Can I just say one more thing about when Rachel said she didn't give a fuck and I seemed shocked that she didn't give a fuck? Yeah. Something that I really like to do that I think is funny is when someone says, I don't care. I always like to pretend I'm like clarifying them and saying, oh, yeah, you don't give a fuck. And then you've done that to me before. Yes. They always get so defensive whenever I say that. Like, I mean, like, I give a fuck. I, I just said I don't care. <laughs> who, who does that? Have I done that? I don't think I would react to that at all. Everybody. Let me count them. One. Like everybody. Everybody does it. <laughs> One. I accuse Theo of not knowing what everybody means. <laughs> I deflect that accusation. <laughs> I feel like you've done that before when you've like apologized for something you didn't need to apologize for. And I'll say, I don't care. And you'll say, you don't give a fuck. And I'll say, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that we just accept it. I don't think that it's a problem for us. Well, you you two, I guess, know how to handle me. but I, Do we? <laughs> yeah, we do. We're your handlers. All right, let's get into the episode. All right. Why don't you say where we last left our audience? We last left you guys with your jaws on the goddamn floor at how amazing <laughs> this episode was. So with the last episode, uh, we... Pick those little jaws up. Mm-hmm. Tie a cloth around your head. Yeah. Okay, so um, at the end of the last act, we were in... I'm sorry, I'm having throat problems. If you're having throat problems, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> I got 99 problems, but a throat ain't one. <laughs> a devil's yeah, bitch I don't ain't have one. A throat. <laughs> okay, so um, Act One took place entirely in Reverend Paris's attic, and Betty was had fallen ill. Abigail and the other girls in the town are there, and other townspeople come in as well. We find out that John Proctor and Abigail had an affair that's over now, but she doesn't want it to be over. We find out that Abigail asked Reverend Paris's slave Tichuba to conjure. A, a curse for her so that she could kill John Proctor's wife because she likes him a whole, 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 whole lot. She likes him. Yeah, she got a big old crush on him, so she wants to kill his wife. So 
uh, at the end of it, the girls who were dancing in the woods were all accusing everyone else of witchcraft. Yep, just yelling the names of people accused of witchcraft. As the curtain fell. As the curtain fell on their ecstatic cries. Yes, that really stuck with you. Act two, in my free version of the ebook, has a ton of formatting errors that gave me genuine confusion in some spots because they mimicked actual words and weren't just weird typos. So we'll get to those. <laughs> I thought I had sent you okay. the penguin version of the ebook. No, I like this version. <laughs> She's loving it. Rachel. Okay. (laughs) I'm loving the ridiculousness of this thing. (laughs) Should we explain where that comes from? I don't know if there's much of an explanation. It's just something Thea wrote when it was Telephone Pictionary, right? No, it was when you guys were trying, you were coaching me on how to make an Instagram post. I was was like, oh, I love that my piece was performed recently. Then I thought, and I was like, what if I end it with loving the sweetness of this thing? Oh, yeah. So that's where it comes from. I've never seen a human so frantic and just panicking (laughs) as Theo was when he was trying to caption his first Instagram post. It was horrible. I don't think I've ever seen a person in so much emotional distress. I never want to do it again. And he he deleted his Instagram. So He should have been in much more emotional distress when he embarrassed me on Twitter, but he was very chill about that. I don't think embarrassing other people is as bad as embarrassing I mean, it should have embarrassed him too. Instagram, I kind of get how it works, I think, but Twitter, I still don't really understand how it works at all. So I don't know how much I embarrassed you and myself. I still don't totally understand that. So it's still just kind of funny to me. I feel like it wasn't that bad, honestly, but I also don't understand Twitter. It was. Um, All right, so Act 2 opens in John Proctor's house. His wife Elizabeth is home and he's just finished planting the entire farm and he comes back and it's pretty clear that there's some distance between the two of them. Yeah. She's still upset that he cheated on her a few months ago. (laughs) What a bitch, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, they're being nice to each other and he compliments the meal that she made him and she's she's all pleased that he likes it and stuff. So they're kind of cute. But he goes to kiss her, and then she kind of, like, coldly receives it. Like She receives the kiss. She doesn't yeah. kiss him back, really, and he's so mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he probably kissed her on the lips, and she just kind of sat there and didn't do anything. But I like to imagine he goes to kiss her, and she goes, and just, like, whips her head around. I don't know if you guys have seen a Korean drama, but I like to imagine the kiss is, like, the one that they have at the finale. Because, I guess, for public decency reasons, they never, like, do anything. So when they're kissing, they always just touch the lips together. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they were going to just, like, press their cheeks together. They just touch their lips very gently together and the lips don't poke out at all they don't open their mouths or anything they just gently touch the lips wow that's why steven and i won a kissing contest in korea because you did that (laughs) no we didn't we just did like a normal kiss where we like pushed our faces together a little bit more and so we won (laughs) a big prize at the kiss cam at a baseball game (laughs) in korea you call that a contest that's a contest like they it is a contest you win like a hundred dollars if you're the best kisser we went with a korean friend to the baseball game and they put us on the kiss cam and my friend was like you guys have to kiss so we did and then they put the camera on a few other people and like one couple refused to kiss and one couple kissed on the cheek and one couple barely touched lips at all what if they weren't couples (laughs) they watch you ahead of time to decide and so then they went back to us and they were like my friend said kiss again you have to kiss again you'll win a prize so we kissed again and then we got a certificate to this huge mall for a hundred dollars and that's how you were conceived so but if this is the way they feel about kissing why do they have kissing contests yeah I don't know maybe they just thought 
not. Like, you're just, like, waiting for, like, some, like, rude American to kiss better than you. And that's, like. It's not rude. They wanted me to kiss. I thought you were saying, like, on TV you're not allowed to kiss. But these people weren't on TV. They were just regular people. They were on a Jumbotron. John and Elizabeth? Or me and Steven? No, the, the Koreans. The Koreans. Koreans. Well, no, I think it's. I think that just kissing in public, especially because they'll barely show kissing in TV shows. <laughs> well, anyway. But, but why do they have a kissing contest then? That makes no sense. Titillation, I guess. I don't know. Oh, don't say that word. There's children who <laughs> listen to this. Are there? I hope not. It's explicit. We can say fuck, but we can't say titillate. I'll bleep out the tit part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll say elation. Sophia loves doing weird analogies. So what's the analogy to that in the U.S.? Like in the U.S., we don't have any problem like kissing on a kiss cam. But what's something that you would do like very gingerly because it's not okay. But yet they would still ask you to do it. Nothing. Maybe like blowing your nose or something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Jeez, Jack. All right. Well. There are kids who listen to this. <laughs> Well, then they don't know what I'm talking about. I accuse you of not thinking about the children. Yeah. You're right. I rarely think about the children. So anyway, so John Proctor. Is that Proctor, a good one, blowing your nose? There might be another one. I don't know. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't know if there's an, really an equivalent. Maybe the equivalent to a, a normal kiss would be like a make out. Oh, like make you out. wouldn't want to yeah. make out with someone in front of other people. Right. But if you were on a kiss cam, maybe you would do it. Right. So maybe just, just a kiss on the lips is the equivalent of us having a make out sesh. Or maybe like twerking. For money. For money. <laughs> All right. So Proctor goes to kiss his wife, Elizabeth, and she does the whole like little turn to the side and pat him on the back like middle school hug thing. And so he's kind of disappointed. He also... She says, oh, where have you been all day? And he said, I was planting on the farm. And she asked if he was in Salem. And he says, no, that he told her he wasn't going to Salem. So, you know, what's why is she even asking him? She said, oh, Mary Warren, who's their servant girl and a friend of Abigail. She's like, Mary is in Salem right now. And he scolds her saying, like, I told you, like, you're her mistress. You told her not to go. How, like, you should have been tougher. Elizabeth says, she frightened all my strength away. And Proctor says, how did that little mouse frighten you? And she says, it is a mouse no more. There's my name. She said, I told her she couldn't go to town, but she said that she, like, she's a witness for the court in all these trials. And that's when John Proctor learns, because he hasn't been to town in a while, that's when he learns that people are actually being accused of witchcraft and put in jail. And in fact, there are 14 of them in jail right now. And so Mary Warren, this little mouse of a girl who also was one of the ones who was dancing in the woods, but nowhere near as like brave or bold as Abigail. You'll see when she comes in later, she's gotten this like new kind of air of importance because she's been asked to testify in the court or or sit as a witness. So she's getting a little uppity. (laughs) Right. He tells his wife, He says, well, Abigail told me that their dancing had nothing to do with witchcraft, that they just got scared after Reverend Paris interrupted them. And that's why they're sick. And Elizabeth tells him, well, you need to testify right away, like go to town and tell them that Abigail said it wasn't witchcraft because people are going to be killed for this. And he says, well, I can't. I don't know if that'll work. It'll be my word against hers. What she says is... It was just the two of you in the room. In that case, you lied to me because you told me that you weren't alone with her. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, it was just for a minute. Yeah, he gets defensive and says, we were just together for a second and then everyone else came back in the room. Mm -hmm. And so she's really disappointed in him. And then he gets angry and tells her. (laughs) He basically turns it all around on her. Yeah, so he gets angry at her for being like suspicious and hurt because he cheated on her. He admitted to lying about having been alone in a room with his like ex-mistress. 
dangerous. So he just gets mad and is like, I'm tired of you being suspicious of me. I already told you I don't do that stuff anymore. Stop being so mad at me. He says, I feel like my home is a courtroom. And she says, I'm not judging you, John. The real court is in your own heart. It turns out the real courtroom was inside you all along. (laughs) (laughs) The real courtroom is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) And you woke up and it was all a courtroom. (laughs) It was all... Yeah, that's pretty good. This is when Mary Warren comes back. So yeah, Mary Warren comes back and she is uh, kind of flipping out a little bit. She's like real pale. She's, She's acting weak. a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets mad at her and is like, I told you to stay here. I pay you nine pounds a year to clean my house. How dare you leave it? Wow. I told you not to leave. Uh, 3-0. You know what I'm going to ask, 3-0? You're going to ask how long was Mary away? No, no. I want to <laughs> ask how, how much was nine pounds a year in 1692? Nine pounds. <laughs> is she being paid a, a living wage? Uh, I don't know if that was a thing. I think she lives with them. So Let me just say, if you're paying your servant a number of pounds per year, that is a reasonable amount of pounds that a baby would be born weighing, that's not enough per year. Whoa. I think it probably was because people didn't use money I'm for everything. I'm saying you. so much I'm trading talking to you. On. I'm accusing you. Me? Yes. J'accuse. I don't have a servant. Me? That's my defense. Wow. So you pay them nothing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when Mary gets back, she gives Elizabeth a poppet, a little doll that she sewed while she was in court and tells her that it's a gift. And Elizabeth is like, oh, uh, that's weird, but thanks. Uh, good job. Is she worried it's voodoo? And she's not worried. No. She's surprised that she gave her a present, basically. Well, she said, I was just stuck in court all day in a chair, and I was just sewing, so I made you this little thing. That's sweet. And then she says, in a very weird little trembling voice, she says, we must all love each other now. And they're like, what the heck are you talking about? We love love in all of its forms. Yeah, we love love in all of its forms. She says that 39 people are accused of witchcraft now. And she gets in a big argument with John Proctor about if she can keep going to the trial. And he, like, grabs a whip and threatens to, like, whip the devil out of her. Love that he just has a whip, like, ha- like sitting there right there on the mantelpiece. <laughs> like, which It's <laughs> probably for animals, but yeah. Chekhov's whip. Chekhov's whip. I don't know. No home is complete without its, its living room whip mantle place whip. <laughs> this is not the first time every time that they've interacted so far in this play he's threatened to whip her so i don't know if that that whip is just for animals well he's threatened he hasn't done it that's fine but so mary when he's threatening to attack her and mary says that she says i saved your wife's life <laughs> record screech <laughs> he's really horrified yeah and he tells her so she was accused and he she says she wasn't accused but her name was mentioned and they ask who accused her but mary says she won't say who did it but i defended elizabeth i said that i have never seen any sign of witchcraft and since i live in such close quarters with her they took my word for it she also reveals that she herself accused someone of witchcraft that's um yeah sarah good confessed goody osborne did not confess and will hang yeah and one of the women she claims that every time the woman showed up to beg for food because there's kind of one of them is this like old homeless lady she would show up and beg for food and she says that every time i turned her away without food she would mutter and elizabeth proctor says like okay that's fine she's allowed to mutter yeah especially if she's hungry (laughs) right that sounds like an incantation (laughs) yeah uh i know but so in court they asked her what she was muttering and she said she was muttering the ten commandments but when they asked her to name the ten commandments she couldn't do it (sighs) 
She could only mutter them, not name them. <laughs> she couldn't mutter them or name them. Oh, okay, put yourself in this headspace. Pretend Mary Warren refused to give you food. Let those Ten Commandments spill out. Number one, we've just begun. God should be first in your life. Is that Veggie Number Tales? What are you doing? Number two, the idol rule. The ah, graven images ah, aren't nice. Number ah, <laughs> three, God's name ah, should be. Jack and I are both screaming in, in the attic. <laughs> That beautiful Number psalm five, is resonating up in here. Rachel, stop! Father and mother. All right, that's enough. <laughs> it's not from Veggie Tales, though. It's something else. I learned it when I was a little kid. I cannot stand to hear the name of Veggie Tales. <laughs> I can't have that name spoken in my house. Using the name of Bob the Tomato in vain. <laughs> <laughs> Someone thought that I was uh, doing a spell one time when I was muttering. Uh, what? What were you muttering? Who thought it? This guy named Trey and his last name starts with C, so same initials that I have. In the fourth grade, one time my class was walking on one side of the hall and his class was walking on the other. And for some reason I had it in my head that I should like that that I should do some like tough guy talk to him. Like <laughs> Like you you were gonna be the only owner of the T C initials. <laughs> I don't know why. I was, I thought I was doing some tough guy talk and I was like, Yeah, that's right, walk away. Like something like that. But I was like what? Saying, because of his name? <laughs> well because we were walking in opposite directions in the hall. Because he was already walking walking away. <laughs> yeah. But so were you joking or were you like actually trying to be macho as like a six-year-old? I have no idea. I was like, I can't remember how ironically I was doing it. Probably not ironically enough. So that happened. I did that, but I was <laughs> it was like too quiet for anyone to hear me because I talked really quietly. The fact that he immediately turned into a frog had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> then later I was with him and this other person and we were just talking about, I don't know, whatever Digimon or something. And then he said, Theo was casting a spell on me earlier. <laughs> Theo's weird. He was he read Harry Potter and now he thinks he can cast spells. I remember him saying that. So Did you read Harry Potter? I think I read Harry Potter by that point. How dare you? Did you think you could cast spells? No, I don't know what I said. I think I was just really embarrassed. I thought, wow, that attempt to be really macho totally backfired. I just seemed like a weird... <laughs> Witch. Yeah. Just so you didn't defend yourself and say, actually, I was trying to be a dick to you. <laughs> <laughs> So I listened to your other podcast with your cousin Joseph, and there is a part where you talk about punching Tristan in the face while you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. Hi, Tristan. I got Thanks him for good. listening. Um, wow, I can't, I can't believe he's a patron after that. <laughs> I know. I can't believe he gives us money after you punched him in the face. <laughs> As children. What if he remembers? Why were you so macho as a child and then as you grew? Go ahead. What do you, yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, go on, Jackie. No, uh, I don't know. I just feel like men usually become more aggressive than they were as little boys, but you were like an aggressive, macho, little aggro man. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've grown up and you're like just a normal, nice dude. You're like, I'm too scared to post a picture on Instagram. <laughs> Please help me, female friends. <laughs> Let alone punch a sleeping person in the face, <laughs> which you did. Um, hey, at least when he put that frog on me, at least I didn't get sucker punched. Yeah. You've given me a lot to think about, Jackie. I know. I We are your spiritual guides. I, th I think I have little pockets of matcha behavior now and then. Even now? Even today, yeah. Even today. Tell us one. Give us an example from today. Oh, from today? You mean like literally today? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I was definitely flexing a lot earlier. Flexing your <laughs> muscles, flexing your mind power. My your... spell casting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything funny to say about this. I'm sorry. We're not looking for funny. We're looking for macho. I don't have anything macho to say about this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the macho one in the podcast. Really? No, I don't care. I accuse you of being the macho one on the podcast. Okay, keep going. 
I accuse you, Pikachu. Was that a good Pokemon joke? Mm, yeah. Right, Theo? Mm. It's not? It's not a macho Pokemon joke, but it's okay. It's okay? He's so impressed. Anyway, so Mary Warren is talking about how she accused this old beggar woman of witchcraft, and she's like, well, it's fine because she confessed, so she's not going to hang. Yeah. So Mary is kind of um, turning into a little little brat, I would say. What would you call her? I'd call her a little brat. I'd say she's a mouse no more. Uh, she's she's a mousy brat. Something very funny happens. Jackie, do you want to do the go to bed scene for Theo? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so will I be Mary or will I be Proctor? Uh, your choice. Do you want to be the macho one or the former mouse? Uh, well, I guess I'm a mouse no more, so I'll be Mary. Okay, so I'm going to be John Proctor. So to John Proctor, she says, I only hope you'll not be so sarcastical no more. Four judges and the king's deputy sat to dinner with us but an hour ago. I would have you speak civilly to me from this out. Go to bed. <laughs> it says he says it in horror and disgust, and he's muttering. So I don't know how to mutter in horror and disgust. Go to bed. Ugh. <laughs> Go to bed. Blech. Like that. Probably something like, Go to bed. Bed. Go to go to bed. Go to bed. But that's not horror. Go to bed. Bed. <laughs> All right. Respond, Mary. And then she stamps her little foot. I'll not be ordered to bed no more, Mister Proctor. I am eighteen and a woman, however single. Do you wish to sit up? Then sit up. I wish to go to bed. Good night, then. Good night. Dang. <laughs> and that's the end. She goes to bed. <laughs> you guys sure do pick some weird excerpts to read sometimes. I just gotta say. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funnier when you read it's it. It's not for the audience. It's for you. It is funny because they're arguing about whether or not she should go to bed. She's like, I do want to go to bed, but I don't want you to tell me to. And John Proctor is the hero. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, which is like classic child argument, right? Yeah. Because the first thing she says when she comes in is, I don't want to talk. I just want to go to bed. And then he's like, go to bed. And she's like, no. <laughs> she says, don't tell me to go to bed. He's like, okay, then you don't have to. Yeah. Do whatever you want. And she's like, well, I want to go to bed. And he's like, okay, then do it. So she goes. Wow. So then Elizabeth and, and John Proctor are together alone. And Elizabeth is basically just in shock. And she says, she wants me dead. She wants me dead. Talking about Abigail. She says she knows that Abigail's the one who accused her. And John is like, no. Oh, she wouldn't do that. Uh, but we know that he believes it. It says that he knows that it's true. Yeah, he comes around to it pretty quickly. She tells him now instead of, so go to the guy who is, who is, what is he, the court martial or something? Yeah, he's like a buddy of his, Cheever. Yeah, the guy who hands out the warrants, go to him and say that Abigail told you it was all, you know, just dancing. And then also you need to go to Abigail and say, look, I, I know that you want to replace Elizabeth as my wife, but it's not going to happen. Like, you need to tell her. It's never going to happen, no matter what. I'll never, ever be with you. Like, kill any thought that you have that we could ever be yeah, together. Yeah, so she tells him, basically, you need to go ahead and just break any any hope that she has of being your wife at all. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Because <laughs> if she has that hope, she's going to want to get rid of me. So at this point, Reverend Hale, who is the reverend who's the demonologist and the witch expert. The one who traveled there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first guy who traveled there. He shows up at the proctor's house because he's been talking to everyone whose name has been mentioned. And he tells them that he just visited Rebecca Nurse. 
And that's the old woman who's like very pious and well-loved. John Proctor says, it's hard to think so pious a woman be secretly a devil's bitch after 70 years of such good prayer. Mm. Man, he really escalated it. And Hale says like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Everyone knows she's good. Like, don't worry about it. And he starts asking the Proctors about their, their religious character. And he tells them, oh, you haven't been to church very much recently. And John says, they've gone like 26 times in 17 months. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) They really kept track. And he says, well, my wife has been very ill. And the reverend says, well, you could just go to church by yourself. But Proctor explains that he doesn't like Paris. Mm -hmm. He says that the reverend spent weeks and weeks preaching about how he wanted golden candlesticks, even though he had very nice pewter candlesticks. And so finally, the church like paid money to buy him golden candlesticks. And John Proctor can't concentrate on praying when he sees the gold glinting at the reverend's elbows. It just makes him so angry. Okay, audience, Jackie is going to be Reverend Hale. I'm going to be John slash Elizabeth Proctor. Sup, John? Uh, I noticed that you guys haven't gone to church very much lately. Why is that? Well, we do go. Mm, only 26 times in the last 17 months. Uh, I checked. My wife has been sick. Okay, and have, have you been sick? Why can't you just go to church? I don't like Reverend Paris. I'm not interested in his golden candlesticks theology. Anyway, you have three kids, right? Yeah. Well, how come one of them isn't baptized? I don't want Reverend Paris to baptize him. I don't think he's a man of God. Okay, well, God ordained him so he's a man of god so <clears throat> wrong yeah elizabeth do you do you know your commandments yeah sure okay how about how about you john you know your commandments yeah Sure, no problem. <laughs> Starting to sweat a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't, why don't you tell me those commandments? Okay, John Proctor recites the Ten Commandments, but at the very end, he repeats one again. And Reverend Hale says, you forgot one. And Elizabeth Proctor has to say, it's the one about adultery. <laughs> oh. She says, adultery, John. Yeah. <laughs> Delicately. So he's like, I, I, know, I know there's one more. I can't remember it. He makes a joke and says, between the two of us, we know all ten. Which is not the right thing to say to the demonologist. And Reverend <laughs> Hale's like, no, 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 there's a crack in your foundation. And the crack is where you put in the part where it's okay to bang a 17-year-old when you're married. Theo, tell me all the commandments you can name. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's accessories, thou shalt not (laughs) adulterize, thou shalt not put a sign on your home that says it's different than your... He's a witch. Oh, no. (laughs) You mean lying? Yeah. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's... You already said that. (laughs) You already said that one. (laughs) There are some that are things you shalt do. There are some things that you should do. Thou shalt address thy God as thy thy Lord. Right? Basically. Sure, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Can't have any other gods before me. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Is that one? How do do you know all these? He's got seven. Look at him go. (laughs) Ah... I'm on fire. I honestly thought he was going to get like two. (laughs) Thou shalt not begin a second podcast when the first is doing well. Thou shalt not. Oh, gosh. I think I might be. uh, Something about livestock, I bet. You're thinking of the coveting one, which is not coveting your neighbor's livestock or wife. He, he said that three times. Thou shalt not cover this. <laughs> He's trying to. Okay, so there's uh, Lord's name in vain, idolatry, and honoring, uh, keeping the Sabbath, and then honoring your father and mother. Oh, right. The mom and dad one. The mom and dad one. Isn't it interesting how I forgot that one? <laughs> Nell and Frank. <laughs> we honor Theo's mom. Wait. Yeah, I honor mom. Maybe I'm forgetting to honor thy father. At the end of this episode, we'll also thank Frank, okay? Yeah, we need to say thanks, Frank and Nell. (laughs) At the end of this episode, we'll apologize for all of our sins. 
And also thank our parents. Yeah, Theo's been committing one of the Ten Commandment sins every episode. Mm-hmm. Idolatry, I guess. If you honor your father and mother, your days will be long in the land that the Lord has given you. Yeah. So I guess you're allowed to not do it. You'll just die faster or something. And John Proctor kind of falteringly names nine of them and then forgets one. And Reverend Hale's like, mm, and I wasn't super impressed by that. And so they're insisting that they don't have any love for Satan. They start discussing Abigail Williams. And so she, Elizabeth says, go on, tell him, tell him. Yeah. Reverend Hale's about to leave. And Elizabeth says, I think, I think you ought to tell him. I think you ought to tell him. And he goes, tell me what? So he tells him, you know, I talked to Abigail and she told me that this was not witchcraft. It was, it was just nonsense. And he says, well, I've examined all of these accused witches and they've actually confessed. So Proctor says, well, don't you think that they may have confessed because they would be hanged if they didn't? And the narration says that, that Hale was actually worried about that. He says, uh, yeah, I, I've considered that. But then he doesn't respond to it at all. He's just like, OK, anyway, so um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Hi, everyone. This is Theo, the producer. I'm just jumping in during the edit to say, if you want to support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash fire the cannon. At Patreon, you can become a monthly supporter. For $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, episodes where we discuss Goosebumps or Moonstruck, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and some other things, too. Your support helps us create a high-quality product. For example, I recently purchased soundproofing panels with the contributions we've received on Patreon. If you aren't able to give right now, you could still help us out a lot by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word to all your friends, family, and any demonologist detectives you happen to know. All right, one last item on the agenda. During the recording, we forgot to select our Wizard of the Day recipient. Wizard of the Day is a weekly award we give for outstanding achievements in the categories of wizarding or podcasting. Here to present this week's award is a pre-recorded Jackie. Our Wizard of the Day goes to Theo. Why, thank you. Two weeks in a row does seem excessive, but there's no rule against it. As founding member of the award committee, I graciously accept. Now back to the episode. Hello, welcome to the Witch Zone. Uh-oh. Audience, we just went on a short break and now we're back and... Jackie's a freaking witch. We're gonna do some witchery. Jacuse. That's the term for when you accuse Jackie. Right, Theo? Oh yeah, jacuzzi. Oh, hello guys. I was just taking a nap. What happened? A nap? You were just taking a nap, sitting in your chair, reading a book of presumably spells, wearing a <laughs> crown of thorns, it looks like. In a, some kind of cape? I uh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. This is just what I wear to work today. I mean, it's my normal outfit. I didn't change anything. We should get a screenshot of this. Do it. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know what is so interesting to take a screenshot of, but go ahead. That was pretty funny, Jackie. Damn, I wish this podcast was a video. Okay, I'm going to take a screenshot now. Are you ready? Do you like my altar? I don't see it. Is it, oh, the candles behind you? Yeah, you must have been rushing around. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) did not have the most relaxing five-minute break. (laughs) That's pretty funny, though. Damn. What a good visual joke. I wish the audience could really understand. Well, we are enjoying it. That's the thing. But what is this? You just have a witch costume sort of hanging around? It's not a costume, Theo. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. I mean, this is just my crown, and then I got my big old bag of costumery right here. Big old bag. Uh And um, this crown is a witch crown I got from Etsy, maybe by um, a person who has imbued it with the the essence of a deer. Is that true? Witch deer. Yeah, that's correct. It's a witch deer. You're right. Oh. Oh. Oh, she's got gloves. We didn't know she had gloves before. 
Oh, yeah, of course I have gloves. She's a magician. I'm a witch magician. Witch magician. Okay, so at this point, Francis Nurse and Giles Corey. Giles Corey! I know, everyone's fave. They run into John Proctor's house and say that both of their wives have... Oh, yeah, yeah, but before they run in, there's something else kind of funny or important that I think we should say, so... Okay, go ahead. You do that. You're the expert now. So this is when um, Reverend Hale is saying to them, okay, well, you've given all these excuses about... You know, how you haven't gone to church and you haven't baptized this one kid and stuff like that. But, I mean, will you at least acknowledge that there are witches, like that witches do exist? <gasps> no, no, no. You he says, say- I have no knowledge of that. Oh, that that's a good answer. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I haven't seen it personally, but the Bible says there are witches, so... I guess there are witches. Oh. So Reverend Hale says, okay, and what about you, Elizabeth? And she goes, I can't believe it. And She says, if you're saying I'm a witch, yeah, there are no witches. John Proctor is like, Elizabeth, what are you doing? So she says, I cannot think that the devil may own a woman's soul when she keeps an upright way as I have. And she says, I'm a good person, and I know it, and I only do good work in the world. So if you're saying that I'm a witch, then I'm saying I don't even believe in witches. Do you think that's a good answer, Theo, or no? Can you say it one more time? Yeah. So what she says basically is, if you are saying that I'm a witch and I know that I'm a good person and I know for a fact that I'm not a witch, but you're saying that I am one, then I'm saying there must be no such thing as witches because you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, if you think that I am this thing, then it's clear that you don't know the first thing about witches. I mean, he's like a newcomer to the town, so he doesn't know them. He doesn't know anything about them or about like the work that they've done or their faith in Christianity or anything like that. Um, So if you're coming in here and saying, well, this is a witch and that's a witch, then clearly you don't know what a witch is. Oh, that's not a good argument. What do you mean? I think it's a great argument. She's saying if you're like for her and Rebecca Nurse and all these other women, if they were actually witches doing Satan's work, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been doing good things for all of these years, you know? But isn't that... Like, it wouldn't be possible for it to show up, for it to not show up in their lifestyles. No. You don't think so? Come on. Come on. Doesn't the devil work in mysterious ways? Doesn't he? <laughs> no, that's the Lord. <laughs> no, that's the Lord. Yeah. No, the devil works in extremely straightforward and logical ways. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, isn't he a little tricky? Doesn't he Doesn't He, he want is to... the father of lies. That's a pretty harsh accusation, Rachel. And she accused the devil of being the father of lies. Yeah, he's he's a little tricky. You could you could say that the devil is a little tricky, sure. So basically, Theo, what you're saying is if you have a really good argument for why you're not a witch, that must be because you're a witch. Because only someone who the devil is working with the devil could come up with an argument that's so convincing. Well, I think if the devil has imbued you with devilish powers, then <laughs> you have the ability to make up a pretty good Lie. Cover story. Yeah, cover story. <laughs> yeah, Theo is just kind of quickly becoming a demonologist during this episode, but I don't think that Elizabeth is saying we couldn't have done good work throughout our lives if we had actually been witches. I think what, sh- personally, what I think she's saying is that if you say that you know me and you say that you know that I'm a witch, then I do not believe that witches even exist. If you think that I am one, then I say there are none. I think that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, well, I think it's a good argument. But the thing is, I'm seeing through it. No, he's saying a witch would be able to pretend to not be a witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As the devil grants that power. 
as the devil bestows. Reverend Hale says that God thought that Lucifer was his, you know, one of his best angels until the up until the hour before Lucifer fell. So that's what he his response to that was. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's exactly the example I was going to bring up. Theo is Reverend Hale. <laughs> so now I'm just a witch fighting with a white man. Do you think he's macho? I don't know if I think he's macho. He might be nacho. Ah. What if that was the devil flowing through me, those moments where I got all macho? <laughs> Would that make you happy or sad? <laughs> or that, um, I don't, happy or sad, I don't know. If I were her, here's what my argument would have been. I would have said, but do you know the 11th commandment that's on the secret menu? <laughs> uh-huh. And then, of course, he would be all flustered. What? I thought I counted those commandments perfectly, but maybe there is one you missed, sir. And then? And what would it be? It would be like, thou shalt not accuse people of being witches. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Likes it. Or maybe thou shalt. Or thou shalt not accuse women of being witches. Yeah, thou shalt not accuse thy women. Yeah, just a quick rewrite. <laughs> thou shalt not accuse thine women of being witches. Is if they if, belong to other men. How about if witches they be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after this, you know, with grilling the proctors on whether or not they believe in witches. So then there's almost kind of a little like Seinfeld scene that happens because all of a sudden like doors flies open. Giles Corey's there. They're freaking the fuck out about that. Everybody is just freaking <laughs> the fuck out. So Giles Corey comes up and he goes, John. And John goes, Giles. And he says, what's the matter? Giles says, they take my wife. They took Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse? No way. Giles Corey says to Reverend Hale, hey, I didn't say that my wife was a witch. I just said that she was reading some books that were secretive, and I kind of wondered what they were. Yeah, she's definitely not a witch. He was saying that he couldn't pray while she read. I know. He was definitely saying she was a witch. But so it turns out Rebecca Nurse is charged with the supernatural murders of Mrs. Putnam's babies. That's the ritual woman from earlier <laughs> for for it says for the marvelous and supernatural murder of goody putnam's babies yeah marvelous what a marvelous baby murder you committed <laughs> stop stop i want to marvel at this for a little longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me just stop and let, let me just take this in for a little bit i'm, I'm loving the marvelousness of this thing <laughs> And the crime that Martha Corey was committed was that a man bought a pig from her, and after a few weeks it died, and when he came to get his money back, she said, if you're too stupid to feed your pig, you'll never be able to keep a pig alive. And he said, ever after, I have never been able to keep a pig alive, which means she cursed me. <laughs> Thou shalt not keep thy wow. pig alive. Okay, okay, but let me, let, me, let me just ask you this. All right, so according to them, Martha has witching power. Like, she has supernatural powers from the devil and she has done basically nothing her entire life with this power except to kill this one random man's pigs for like i guess really no reason if you had the powers of witchcraft and you knew that you would be hanged if you were found out like there's a huge penalty for having this power like you would go all in right like you like what would you do if you had witchcraft powers? You wouldn't just yeah. You like kill pigs every now and then and then pretend to be good most of the time, right? I would do two things. I would escape my bonds and I would kill everyone. Really? Why why have you put so much thought into that? Why have you spent so long thinking about that? I haven't. I haven't. It was a split second decision. Wow. Everyone? You would kill everyone? Everyone who accused me and everyone who was involved in the proceedings. Yes. Not just the pigs? I wouldn't kill any pigs at all. 
I don't eat pork. <laughs> but so you would kill everyone because you are you actually are a witch and they were correct to call you a witch? They're just correct. Like, how is that their fault? It's not their business. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you should go hard. Like, you should go hard or go home with this power because you're going to be severely punished for having it. And I feel like... I literally just said I would kill everyone. So what's that's going hard, I think. Well, Jackie might have her own example of what it means to go hard. Yeah, okay. Tell us how you would go hard. Okay, well, if I were going to go hard, I would, like, I guess I would use my powers to, like, cure world hunger. Really? And, like... If the devil wanted you to do that? Maybe I would just, like, make everybody, like, really happy. I don't know if they have that power. It seems like it's not that big of a deal. How do I be a witch? What? You already (laughs) forgot in this hypothetical situation? (laughs) What's happening? What would you do, Theo? Mmm... I don't know. I'd probably just keep it to myself. I wouldn't do anything. If you'd been accused of witchcraft, you'd just keep it to yourself. <laughs> or if you were a witch, you would just keep it to yourself? Like you wouldn't do anything? You've already been accused. <laughs> if I am a witch and I've seen live pigs around, I'd probably just keep it to myself. <laughs> if anyone says, hey, have you seen my pig? You would say, not your business if I've seen a pig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't say something. say something like, You should have learned how to feed your pigs lest they all die. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't say that. (laughs) And also she wasn't a pig. (laughs) No, no. What she actually said was actually even worse than what you just said, Rachel. Like, so she didn't just say, like, if you can't feed the pig properly, then your pigs aren't going to live. She said, if you haven't the wit to feed a pig properly, you'll not live to own many. So it's almost like she's threatening him as well and not just his pigs. Yeah, but that's fine. No, no. She's saying that's not what you're going to base your life around. Pig keeping. <laughs> like you, you're, you're not living. Unlike for... Eumaeus the swine herd. <laughs> you're not living to pig. You're pigging to live. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe you laughed so much at that. That is silly. I know. Sometimes I can go silly. I know normally I'm a pretty serious guy. but <laughs> So serious. Yeah. Normally he's very stoic and macho, but sometimes he likes silly little jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right, we talked about the pig. So Ezekiel Cheever, the guy who... Executes the warrants. He was supposed to say, oh, Abigail's a liar too. He and the town marshal show up and they have a warrant for Elizabeth Proctor's arrest. <gasps> and Reverend Hale is really surprised because the last he heard, Elizabeth hadn't actually been charged with anything. So this has been going on since he left. I don't know why he left if stuff was going on. Like he's supposed to be the witch expert. Cheever asks if Elizabeth owns any dolls. And she says, I haven't had one since oh, I was a girl. No. But he sees the doll that she just was given as a gift. I guess like hanging out of her pocket. And he's like, wait a second, that's a doll. Give me that doll. He says, embarrassed. I spy a poppet, Goody Proctor. <laughs> I pop it. That is an embarrassing thing to say. <laughs> Why did Theo laugh so hard at that? It's an embarrassing thing to say. I, I, I spy a puppet. I spy a puppet. Mrs. Sounds like a freaking Oliver Twist or something. Okay. It's like if someone has food on their face and you're like, I spy some barbecue sauce upon thy lip. Well, he takes the doll from her and he like examines it and oh my gosh, there's a needle stuck in the doll. Oh, he says, no. Abigail had a fit at dinner at Reverend Paris's house. And after she was done, they looked and they found a needle stuck two inches deep into her stomach. Really? Yeah. And she accused Elizabeth of doing it and said that her spirit stuck the needle into her. Proctor and Elizabeth say, well, no, no, we we just got the doll like 
10 minutes ago, Mary Warren gave it to us. So they say, go get Mary. So they get Mary. Yeah, they bring Mary downstairs. And Mary has no idea what's going on. So she just says, yeah, I made that doll. I gave it to him. And they said, well, why is there a needle in it? She says, well, I just, I mean, I put that needle there. What's the big deal? Yeah. Proctor's like, well, you heard it from her. Like, she did this. It wasn't us. She says that people saw her making it as well. She says one girl saw her and also Abigail definitely saw because she was sitting right next to her the whole time. Normally when you think of people putting needles in dolls, like yeah. normally she would feel a sharp pain in her stomach, but she wouldn't have a needle in her stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the funny thing because she could have just as convincingly like pretended to be in pain, but instead she actually stuck a needle two inches deep into her abdomen and it is 1690 fucking two. And they don't have like Listerine or Neosporin. I'm sorry, Jackie, what? What do they not have? <laughs> Listerine? <laughs> Mouthwash? So here's, okay, here's why I said that. She's, you're saying like to sterilize the needle. That I should have been a little bit more specific. The guy who came up with antiseptic, his last name was Lister. So Listerine just refers to like any antiseptic in my Victorian mindset because I am a witch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. In your brain. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> they don't have any of Lister's marvelous tonics. <laughs> 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 no, we save Marvelous for baby murder. You don't get to use it on tonic. Yeah, but they, they don't have Band-Aid. They don't have Neosporin. They don't have anything. She could have punctured her appendix for all she knows. Like, what are you doing, Abigail? Well, all she cares about is John Proctor. He's so hot. Yeah, well, he's not going to find you very hot when your appendix has exploded and you have sepsis. Well, who knows? You don't know what he's into. Yeah, you do <laughs> No kink shaming, you're right. <laughs> Uh, so Elizabeth is uh, being led away, and first John Proctor, he gets very angry, and he grabs the warrant and rips it up, and Elizabeth's like, no, no, I'll, I'll go with them, because everyone's like, John, you can't do this. Are you kidding me? That's the king's warrant, or the governor's warrant, or whatever. He says, Proctor, don't you touch that warrant, and then he rips it up, and he said, you ripped up the warrant. That was the only copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't arrest her. We don't remember who we were supposed to arrest. <laughs> <laughs> And then it turns out you look at the warrant and it, it probably just didn't even have words on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. How embarrassing. Yeah. This is when the quote Thea read at the beginning comes in where he says, so just because someone accuses other people, they're suddenly beyond reproach. Pardon me. They're just trying to get revenge. Yeah, I'll tell you what's going on with Salem. Everybody's trying to get revenge on each other, and this is who we always were. It's coming out now, and now the little crazy children are jingling all the keys. Yeah, they're just trying to get revenge. So he's going crazy. Reverend Hale is seeming less certain that the accusations of witchcraft are, are correct, but it looks like it may have gone a little too far. But John Proctor tells Mary, you have to come with me to court and testify that you're the one who made the doll and you're the one who put the needle in. But Mary says, no, if I do, Abigail will kill me. And she says, also, she'll ruin you. She'll accuse you of lechery. So he's freaked out. She told you? She told you about the affair? And she says, yeah, I've been knowing that. I know. <laughs> I have been knowing that? She doesn't say that Abigail told her, but she says that she's been knowing it. She has been knowing it. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Let me get the exact quote. <laughs> she has been knowing it. She said, I have known it, sir. She'll ruin you with it. I know she will. So he says, my wife will never die for me. I will bring your guts into your mouth, but that goodness will not die for me. So I am not going to let this good woman die because of my sin, basically. So he is ready to basically kill Mary. He's like shaking her and she's just going, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. Yeah. If she won't testify. I don't understand why Mary won't testify because she's afraid of Abigail. 
she might think that Abigail actually can do magic. But she says, yeah, she says she will tell she'll tell everyone about your affair and that will ruin you. And he says, well, good, because if she does, then her saintliness is done with. Like, mm-hmm. if she reveals she had an affair, too, nobody's going to listen to her anymore when she's accusing all these people of sin. Oh, it's a catch-22. Wow. Yeah, he says, we will slide together into our pit. Mm-hmm. And Mary is freaking out and saying, if she does that, they will turn on her. And as the curtain closes, she's just continuing to cry on the floor and say, I cannot, I cannot. And John Proctor is saying... He makes a great speech. He does have a good speech. Do you want to read it? Yeah, he's wonderful at orating under pressure. Jackie thinks he's hot, I can tell. (laughs) He's a fictional character. I don't know what he looks like. Jackie is shipping him (laughs) with herself. (laughs) I'm just a lonely witch. What can I do? Read his final paragraph. Grasping her by the throat as though he would strangle her. Make your peace with it. Now heaven and hell grapple on our backs and all our old pretenses ripped away. Make your peace. And he throws her on the ground. But my version says he throws her to the poor. The poor. (laughs) It's supposed to be he throws her to the floor. Let's see what they'll do with you. (laughs) Try not feeding them now. He throws her to the poor where she sobs, I cannot, I cannot. And then he says, peace. It is a providence and no great change. We are only what we always were. But naked now. Peace. And then my version says, E, comma, naked. <laughs> and no. the wind, God's icy wind will blow. I, naked. That's what he says. E. <laughs> this is such a horrible ebook. I'm going to send you my copy, okay? No, I like this. Theo, don't leave that in because I'll get in trouble. Like legal trouble. <laughs> Theo, don't leave it in. Uh oh, he's wiggling his eyebrows. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> don't leave it in. Hey, uh, Rachel, did you read the appendix? No, the appendix is at the end. No, no, no. But it's act two, scene two, which was in the original production and got dropped out. So I could just say what it, what it was. It's pretty simple. So basically there's an act that got deleted from the canonical version of the play, but it was in the original production. And it was dropped by Sir Laurence Olivier in his 1965 adaptation. So this is basically just a scene where John Pro- it's been 36 days, we find out, since uh, Elizabeth Proctor has been taken to jail. John Proctor meets uh, Abigail in the woods in the middle of the night. He's been throwing pebbles at her window to get her to wake up. And she comes down in her nightgown and they get together in the woods. And she's like, oh, this is cool. So his wife's in jail and he's come in to say he wants me back. Mm. And what he actually says is, I'm going to need you to drop all your accusations against my wife or I'm going to show everybody. And this is the words he used. I'll reveal you for the whore that you are. So she throws a fit basically. And it says she's very childlike and she's just like can't process what's happening. And she refuses and she laughs and she's like, he's never going to do that. He's never going to reveal us. But he swears that he will. What does she mean by us? Their affair. Yeah, she says, you're going to you're gonna confess to fornication in the court. That's hilarious. You would never do such a thing. And he's like, yeah, I would because I'm not going to let my wife die because of what we have done. Wow. So the devil is really winning at this point in the story. Yeah, the, the devil is really knocking it out of the park here. Mm-hmm. So that's the deleted scene. It ends with... Her saying, okay, good job telling me to tell the world your wife is innocent, but I know that you still, that you actually want to be with me. I'm saving you from yourself. Once your wife is dead, you'll come back. Like, she's really clinging to that. Yeah, okay, girl. All right. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Well, Theo... We're halfway through the play. Mm-hmm. I would like you to make some predictions about what you think is going to happen to the characters. Oh, to all the characters you've been talking about? Yeah, every single character. Tell me what you think is going to happen. <laughs> What's going to happen to the poppet? What's going to happen to the warrant? <laughs> What's going to happen to that frog that was in that suit? What's going to happen to the frog? <laughs> <laughs> um, it has to end 
with everyone being absolved, right, of all of their crimes. Sure. Everyone? <laughs> yeah. This is a happy, lighthearted play. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis only plays happy characters and happy stories. Yeah. You just drink milkshakes and just love milkshakes. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, can you be more specific about What like, do you think will happen to John and what do you think will happen to Elizabeth and what do you think will happen to Abigail? I bet there's going to be a courtroom scene uh-huh. when shit gets revealed, when stuff gets revealed. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of the children. Finally, somebody does. <laughs> I bet Elizabeth is still going to end up being executed or whatever happens to so her. So you think Elizabeth will be executed? Yeah, I guess so. I'm calling the shot. What do you think will happen to John? Uh, so the risk to John is that he will be an adulterer, and that's a crime? Yeah, it's a crime. Do you th- So do you think— But you don't get killed for that, do you? I don't I don't know. So you think the the affair will be revealed or no? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's—I don't know. It seems like it has to be. It's a play. What do you think will happen to Abigail? Gosh, I don't know. She'll just be another witch. She'll get executed. I don't okay, know. so your thought is Abigail will be executed and Elizabeth will be executed and John Proctor's affair will come to light. Yeah. But he won't be executed. He'll basically return to his life, but somewhat changed. Because his wife was killed. And his lover was killed. Okay. I honestly, I don't remember what happens to John. So this is as much going to be a surprise to me. Oh, oh, oh. And then the twist ending at the end, he, he goes. He, he was he, the witch he, all along. No, no. He, go, he goes back to his his house and he's like, this house is so much emptier now that the wife is not here any longer. And then he, he sits down in his old recliner and he's like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. And then he lifts up his shirt, unfolds his tummy and in there was a needle. What? That was a terrible sound effect you just made. Oh my God. Someone needled him as well. And that's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. Or maybe he had a needle in his tummy the whole time. Whoa. What does that mean? That the real witch is still on the loose. Yeah, at large. At large. Oh, because Theo want, really wants there to be real witches in this. I realized a joke that we should have been making this whole time. What? We should have been saying, Proctor, I hardly know her the whole uh, episode. <laughs> it's the best joke format. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. The best. It's a classic. Stephen and I do it all the time. So when Hale says, now, Proctor, Proctor, he's saying, Proctor, Proctor. No, the point, the point of the joke is that it doesn't make sense. Like, the I, point I, of the I joke know. now. Okay? So he's not telling him to proct anyone. Yeah. I know, but that would be extra funny, don't you think? Yeah, it would it would be extra funny. I don't I don't know how to formulate this to make it funny, but also Miller, I hardly know her. Arthur, I hardly know her. Miller, I hardly know her. Oh wow. <laughs> Cheever, I hardly know her. Yeah. Ezekiel Cheever. Corey, I hardly know he. Chandler, like I hardly I hardly know her. Have you never said that before? Well, chand isn't even a verb, is the problem. Mill is a verb. To chandle. That's a verb? Yeah, it means to make a candle. I saw them. They were in the woods. They were chandling all night long. <laughs> I saw a dress on the ground. You can only chandle in the nude. <laughs> no, that's not what chandle means, right? What? I mean, I know chandler is a candle maker, but to chandle is not a word, right? To make a candle? Let's find out. To chandle. <laughs> Let's just let him believe it is. Oh, no. It's an urban dictionary. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. In Urban Dictionary, all it means is to put an unlikely condiment on a food item. Oh. Like a candle? So it says, if you put ketchup on French toast, you've just chandled it. (laughs) Or if you put ketchup on her. 
You've chandled you've her. You've chandled her. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to chandle her. All right. So it works. Chandler, I hardly know her. I hardly know her. <laughs> you just chandled all over that thing. Ugh. Don't do that. Well, that's pretty good. I'm glad we've made a joke about your name now. <laughs> what do you think of the plays so far, Jack? Love it. Love the spookiness of this thing. <laughs> You're loving the spookiness. <laughs> Is that true? Are you loving it? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think I probably say this a lot, but it's true that back in high school when I read a lot of this stuff, I don't know, high school kids are just dumb. Or maybe I was just particularly dumb. But I don't remember thinking much about this. Like, I now think it's actually quite uh, forceful. Forceful? Forceful? Powerful? Yeah, it's an, it's powerful. It's um, it's a force. It's marvelous, like the killing of a baby via magic. <laughs> yeah, it's evoking of emotions, and it's good writing. Whereas at the time, I was just like, oh, these people are just fighting over witchcraft. But that's cool. Well, and in high school, we always had to like, here, go around the room, and you be this character, and you be this character, and then you have to end up. And like, people were too embarrassed to actually get into it. Ah, uh, yeah. Just like me reading the introductions every time. Just like Theo these days. <laughs> Too embarrassed or like they pronounce everything wrong and then the teacher has to correct them and then they try or one of them tries to put on like a racist accent and then it's just it's no fun. You don't really get the emotional power of the work from that. Yeah. I will say here's my critique. When it became clear based on what you guys were talking about that this was about the Salem witch trials. <laughs> that, it, that it was about people getting accused of things falsely. I was expecting the evidence to be a little less clearly witchcraft. I feel like if someone showed me all this evidence now, I might think that's witchcraft. You like know the I mean? needle? Yeah. You wouldn't think maybe she has an ulterior motive and she put that needle in herself? If that was the only thing I had heard, I would think probably like eh, 10% chance it's witchcraft, 90% it's <laughs> vengeance. You're really close to believing in witchcraft. Yeah, you're super close. Like in your day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> there is a needle in one place, and then there's also a needle in another similar place. Because she put it in both places. Yeah, I thought you guys were these hardcore skeptics. Don't let me in with this. I'm not a witch. You are literally dressed as a witch <laughs> right now. You're dressed as a <laughs> so, so there was the needle. There was the needle. You combine that with the fact that they were making frog soup <laughs> in the woods. Where no, they... but she's accusing someone else of the witchcraft. You're saying you would think Abigail was a witch? You would. You would think witchy things are going on, so somebody's got to be a witch, right? You're not sure who. Yeah, I would think witchy things are going on, so probably everyone is a witch. Because <laughs> you're Reverend Hale, is that right? In this scenario, you're the outsider come to town. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Except I'm a time traveler. I've come back from the future. So by okay. your logic, right, okay, let's say we're in a dorm and somebody steals Tamika's Uggs. There's stealing going around, so you're like, well, probably everyone is a thief. If someone has stolen something, therefore probably everyone steals. Okay, but at least based on just this premise that you've given me, I would think someone is a thief. Yeah, but, but that's what I said. You think someone must be a witch, and you said, no, probably everyone's a witch. That part was a little hyperbole to get a laugh going. Okay. And did it get you, audience? I accuse you of making me exaggerate to get a laugh. Shout out to Tamika. I truly have no idea who stole your Uggs, and I'm sorry. I hope you found them by now. Yeah, it wasn't me. Okay, Theo, what about the pig situation? If you heard about that pig situation, would you think like, wow, a witch has been killing all his pigs? Or would you be like, yeah, he just doesn't, he's not feeding his pigs? Yeah, I mean, it sounds, because the way she said it was kind of weird. It sounded like she was just saying an if-then statement. 
Which, yeah. Yeah. If you don't ever learn how to feed a pig, your pigs will die. You'll never live to have pigs that survive. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, I mean. An if then statement is as good as a threat to me. <laughs> yeah. Some if then statements are threats, I suppose. But yeah. I guess to me, just in my everyday life, if someone told me that pig story, I don't think often enough about witches that I would think that was witchcraft. I would just think that was something about pig rearing and that that I just didn't know about. Well, before this episode, you didn't think about witches. Now I think you're going to think about them all the time. Yeah. That might be true. Hey, you know what I just found? So this was a part where I had my mic off, but I was saying how it's like uh, one of those Seinfeld moments where Giles comes in and they're like, Giles, what's the matter? Yeah. He says, they take my wife. Please. Please take her. Is that what you mean? We're hitting all the classic jokes. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. Other question is, let's see. So if you were asking someone to state the Ten Commandments and they flawlessly got nine of them, but then just like forgot the one about adultery and started to sweat and get nervous, would you think, A, it's more likely that he's an adulterer or B, it's more likely that he's a witch? Or he's just stressed because you're forcing him to answer this question on the spot. Yeah, but let's say he's done something wrong. Which one is it more likely to be? Well, I think if you're forgetting the adultery one, it means you probably haven't committed adultery recently, right? Like, I feel like that would be on your mind. Like, uh-oh, going to hell for that thing I did. I'm going to think about that all the time. Or maybe it would be like the reason you committed adultery is because you kept forgetting it was against the commandments. Yeah. Oh, I forgot this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if someone would just write this down. That's honestly his wife should have looked at him and been like, oh, my God. He just forgot. He just forgot. I shouldn't it was be wrong. mad at him at all. <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah, I understand how that's good theater, but it, it doesn't make that much sense as like a, a real life thing. <laughs> he should have only been able to be like, uh, don't commit adultery. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember anything else. <laughs> or he should have said that first and like looked at Elizabeth like, see, yeah, I got it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking for approval. <laughs> she just like slowly lowers her head into her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's but, the, oh, go ahead. No, let me say what I think. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, please. I'm trying to make a point here. I was under the impression that every Christian now could name the Ten Commandments easily. No, because some of them overlap. Like, they're very confusing. The ones but the, the ones about it's God. Ten things. And it's, I know, if but you've been in church all, all of your life. He just you, held up all ten of his fingies and he was like, this is how many things it is, <laughs> in case you weren't sure. I've memorized each of these fingers. So What, do they all have names? <laughs> well, if people ask me to name the Ten Commandments, I have to do that little song to make sure I get it. Don't them all. you dare sing that song again. I will die. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's what I named my fingers. All together now. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. I just can't believe you guys aren't more impressed that I have a little ditty about the Ten Commandments that I've had memorized since I was seven. I have the days of the week in Spanish memorized. Whatever. We've all got the days of the week in Spanish memorized. Come on. Right, Theo? No, I don't, but that's fine. Okay, so are you going to tell us the story now of the time that you were falsely and or maybe truly accused of witchcraft? No, let's save it for episode three. God, why do you keep we, putting we usually get We usually get a little dip in listeners close to the end, so I'm going to save oh, it. Oh, yeah, another teaser. So if you actually want to know, come back next week and I'll tell you about when I was falsely... No, when I was accused of witchcraft, if you want to know if it was truly accused or falsely accused. I've known back. Rachel for about a million years, and I just learned this about her recently, and I have to say it was quite the story. Well, I wasn't actually involved in the story. Yeah, so if you hate Rachel, come back because she's not going to be in the story. 
What do you yeah. mean you weren't involved in the story? It's a conversation that my friend relayed to me. The accusation wasn't made oh. to me. It was made about me to someone else. So then right. that's... And then you woke up with a needle yeah. in your stomach. <laughs> she yeah. wasn't really accused. Her name was just mentioned. Well, I was accused. It's probably going to be fine. Oh, gosh. I guess I probably would have been executed for that. Yeah. Oh, well. Too late now, <laughs> suckers. A statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> She's taunting the witch hunters of the past, saying, oh, well, can't get me now. Bet you'd like to execute this girl, but you can't. Can't get your little fingies on me. Mm-mm. They're in the ground. Skeletal. Yikes. I'm not scared of them. Come at me, bro. And this is the segment of the podcast where Theo thanks our new patron. This week it's... This week, we would like to thank our brand new patron, Kathy! Yay! Kathy! Thanks, Kathy! That was the friend from our Goosebumps episode. Yeah. The friend from our Goosebumps (laughs) episode. episode. Thank you so much, Kathy. Your generosity is so appreciated. It's very kind of you. And Theo's going to say some nice stuff about you that has nothing to do with pianos. Well, let's see. I don't no, I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't think she plays piano, so we're clear there. I'm not going to do that again. But yeah, Kathy is very good friends with my mom, Nell. Nell Euler, you might know her better. Nell Euler, if you're French. Which is amazing, because one of them is a little taller and one's a little shorter. We can't believe oh. Kathy and Nell are friends. Oh, you would have to, <laughs> said, you'd have to listen we to the goosebumps. We would say, Nell Euler, I hardly know her. Oh my like God. That. Nell Euler, I heard, yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess so. <laughs> it's going to come back around. <laughs> well, anyway, we'd always go over to Kathy's place for Thanksgiving, and it was a great time. I remember enjoying the food and enjoying the fun. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. Were you loving the funness <laughs> of that thing? <laughs> I was loving the funness of that thing. <laughs> so thank you, Kathy, for providing Thanksgiving to the to the Chandlers every year. And thank you for giving them food they could chandle. Did they ever put any weird condiments on anything? Did they chandle anything? Did you chandle anything while you were at her place for Thanksgiving? I don't know. You know I could get into some mischief. <laughs> you know I get in some trouble. <laughs> Kathy is a Spanish teacher, and in honor of that, Rachel and Jackie are going to say the days of the week in Spanish. <laughs> okay, are you ready, Rachel? Are we going to sing one, a song? Two. Are we doing the song or oh, just yeah, saying the names? Oh, yeah, we're doing the song. Okay, one, ready? two, three, four. Lunes. Domingo, lunes. Martes, miércoles. Oh, we have different songs. Sabado. I know. Oh, we have different songs. <laughs> I expected that. Mine is a lot faster than yours. No, I thought everybody sang my song. Mine is lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves, viernes. I'm familiar with that song from like little kids, but that's not the one we did. <laughs> but Rachel sings the adult version. Yeah, she sings <laughs> the adult version. <laughs> Uh, Kathy, can you write in and let us know which is the definitive version of the Days of the Week song? Or maybe she has a third version. <laughs> Los Dias de la Semana. Let us know. Yeah. Whatever happened to Sunday, Monday, Happy Days, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, the theme Happy song days, for a TV Thursday, show? Friday, Happy Do you mean days, the Saturday, TV show Wednesday, Happy Days, Rachel? Yeah, me. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was the theme song for Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's the theme song for the monsters. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up, right? I'm fine wrapping it up. I accuse you of delaying the wrap-up, actually. Ooh, Uh-oh. it's wrapped. Bye, now. Wait, don't we have to say all of our social <laughs> medias? Oh, wow, I accuse you of delaying the wrap-up. I accuse you of forgetting the important objective of I accuse you of not social- putting in mid-roll anymore to tell people to join our Patreon. Oh, this is great, and we can do this as the curtain is falling yeah. and we'll be making <laughs> our accusations. <laughs> I accuse you of not keeping a courthouse in your heart at all times. Oh, gosh. Okay, Jackie, you want to do <laughs> yeah. it this time? Since... I accuse Facebook. Fire the Cannon podcast on Facebook.com. I accuse both the discussion group 
and the announcements page. I of accuse, what? You accuse them of what? Being cool. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I accuse Twitter and Instagram of hosting our social media pages, which you can find at Fire the Cannon Pod. I accuse Gmail for having our email address, which is firethecannonpodcast at gmail.com. Whoever thought of that anyway. Yeah. I accuse Kofi.com of having Fire the Cannon Podcast. Fire the Cannon. I accuse us of wanting you to give us a little bit of money at ko-fi.com slash fire the cannon. Speak for yourself. You want money. I accuse you of wanting to access premium continent. continent. I accuse you of wanting to access <laughs> premium, premium incontinence. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is not what we have on our Patreon. That's, that's some primo <laughs> shit right there. Oh, literally, right, Theo? Primo shit is what you said. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. I accuse you of wanting to access <laughs> premium content on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash firethecanon. And for only $3 a month, you'll be able to get the thing you've been accused of wanting. You dirty criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all of these accusations will result in executions. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So tell your friends and family to listen, because after this week, you'll, yeah. our listener count's going to go down a lot. This is definitely a listener purge episode. And here's the part where it gets weird, because I'm going to go get my living room whipped. She's going to whip the devil out of us. Ooh. Ooh. Don't know if I can do that. I think the devil's kind of just kind of enmeshed. Not yeah. interested. That's a literal quote from the book. I thought it would be okay. <laughs> I'm just he was kidding. like, I'm interested. I need the devil. <laughs> is it time to honor my father and mother? Yes, That your is. days will be long in the land that the Lord has given you? Uh, I'm not so worried about that. I just want to do this totally altruistically, selflessly. I just want to honor my father. Not to prevent yourself from going to hell. Yeah. Okay. Thou shalt honor Theo's father and mother. Go. So this week, we're going to say thanks Frank and Nell, or thanks Nell and Frank. Or thanks Frank, Father and mother is Frank and Nell. Thanks Frank and Nell. Yeah, respectively. Father and mother, respectively. Mm -hmm. Frank and Nell. Okay, ready? All right. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Thanks, Thanks Frank, Frank and Nell. Five, <laughs> four, three, two. We're doing someone else's parents now. One. Thanks, Thanks Frank, Frank and Nell. We also don't want to break the commandments this week. Okay. So okay. let's let's do Henry and Anita first. Okay. Five. All right. Four. One. Three. Two. One. Thanks, thanks, mom Anita and dad. And Henry. <laughs> I can't call them by their first name. Thanks, Anita and Henry, and thank you for, oh my gosh, who else? Nancy and Dan. Okay, five, four, three, two. You're counting up on your fingers, by the way. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> five, thanks. four. Thanks, Nancy, Nancy and Dan. Thanks, Nancy, Dan. Or Dancy.